0: Uh, all the mobs, just uh, let's take a big breath real, real quick. We have kids in here. Don't stress; it's okay. Because <laughs> I know sometimes we can think, "Oh, my kids are be loud." It's okay. It's family day. It's uh, it's great. We believe in the family. We believe in the family unit, and we believe that strong families make up a strong church. Amen. And so we want to invest in your family today, uh, kids. You ready? You ready for this? Um, You're not? You're not ready? Uh, If you have your Bibles, let's turn them open to 1 Timothy chapter 4. We're going to read the word today. Thank you, Pastor Josh, for giving me the opportunity to speak. Man, we have a great lead pastor here. He believes in students, and uh, man, we're just incredibly grateful for him and his vision. Uh, thank you, Pastor Josh and Kelly. We love you guys. If you're there, say amen. First Timothy chapter 4. Uh, four, four chapter 4. That's how we say it in the south. First Timothy chapter 4. It's on the screen if you don't have it. Verse 11, it says, Command and teach these things. Uh, The Apostle Paul is, is writing this letter in the last days of his life from prison to his protege, Timothy. He's telling us, Timothy, he said, Command these things. This Timothy is going to take over for Paul. Paul sees the end is near, and he begins to pass his legacy. He begins to encourage and pass on his ministry to Timothy. He says, command and teach these things. Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young. All the young people say, amen. If you're young in heart, say Amen. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set the, an example for the believers. Set the example. Be the example for the believers in speech and conduct and love. Come on. And faith and purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of a Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Check this out. Do not neglect your gift, which is given you through the prophecy and when the body of elders laid their hands on you be diligent in these matters give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress watch your life and doctrine closely persevere in them because if you do you'll save both yourself and your hearers let's pray god we love you we thank you god God, we just pray that you would speak to us, God, from the youngest to the oldest one in here, God. I pray that we would have a revelation of your love today, Father God, that we leave here differently than we came, God. Let your, let your, just let your word just speak to us this morning. And God, we love you, and we thank you, and we give you all the honor and glory, and we all said, amen, amen. I want to talk to you uh, about a couple of people uh, that seemed unqualified. We're in our last installment of our series, "Unqualified," and uh, we've been talking about some amazing people of the Bible, uh, how they were unqualified, but yet God used them anyways. And today we're going to talk about uh, being unqualified. Who who can tell me what that means? If you're a student, tell me what you think unqualified means. Anybody? 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 Lorelai? What do you think unqualified means? Not qualified. Not qualified. <laughs> That's my kid. <laughs> Samantha, you, go ahead. What, what does unqualified mean? Um, unqualified. Unqualified. Yep. It sure does. Unqualified means unqualified. It means not qualified. Good. Not accepted. Not accepted. That's good. How about you? Um, the opposite of qualified. The opposite, yeah. You guys are amazing. Yeah, technically it is the opposite of qualified. So. Yep, it is. <laughs> Praise God. Unqualified. Uh, just to give you a heads up, it means that that you're not uh, prepared or you're ill uh, equipped. So you you don't have what it takes to do something. You're unqualified, and uh, or not qualified. It's the opposite of being qualified. Um, It's very true. Uh, I want to talk to you just a couple uh, of young people that were ordinary young people that did extraordinary things in their life. And uh, February 1st, uh, 1960, it was before I was born, because I'm young, (laughs) four young men in 1960, uh, in that year, the Jim Crow laws were still established, if you're not familiar with that. It was where segregation happened, and it was, uh, for, for you uh, real young people, it's where um, people of opposite color could not be together. They, were, they had separate uh, water fountains, they had separate counters, and, and people of, the, of opposite color weren't able to come together. And and it wasn't right, and it's just how it was then. And four young men saw that something needed to happen. Four young teenagers, actually three of them were teenagers, saw something and saw a need and saw that they could be a change. They, they seemed unqualified because they were young. They didn't have a national platform. They didn't have a, a microphone to stand behind. They were young and, and they seemed unqualified. In 1960, on February 1st, they walked into uh, a department store and Greensboro, Greensboro, North Carolina. They sat down at this counter and asked for some coffee. Yet the counter that they were sitting at were for only for white people, and they weren't served. They sat there all day. Four young men that, that seemed unqualified sat there all day, The next day, they they come back, and instead of having four, they had six, seven people. They sat there at the counter all day. They weren't served. They were insulted. People called them names. People tried to bully them, and they sat there. Because they believed in something. They, they felt called to a cause, and which seemed unqualified for. They sat there. Uh, and then the next day, they came back. By the fourth day, who can guess how many people they had? Yell it out. 50, 10? A little more. A little more than that. Check this out. By the fourth day, these four young men that believed in a cause that, that saw a need had 300 people with them. 300 people uh, by the fourth day came to this department store and crowded the place all day. They, they were insulted. They were called names. It was not easy. They were unqualified. They didn't have a national stage we don't even really know their names. We just call them the Greensboro Four. Yet they stood there and and they they created a movement. Look, look, these four young men that you know, we could ask hardly. We could probably ask ask everyone here. None of us would know their names. Started, teenagers, young people that seemed unqualified started a national movement they're they're accredited to literally starting the civil rights movement then soon after that there there are sit-ins and demonstrations peaceful demonstrations of of civil disobedience and 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 it started this movement started a conversation about civil rights and now today we we can we can we can join together we there's unity Today, they're, they're, we can cross racial bounds because, look, God loves everyone, right? God doesn't look on the outside like man does. God looks on the inside. Amen. That's a good place to say amen. Next person, Malala. She was 13. Well, when she was 10, uh, she lived in Pakistan. And Malala, she, uh, and, and when she was 10, the... The Taliban took over her region and and by thirteen uh, they banned uh, women young w- women uh, from going to school. Her dad was a teacher she was uh, a, just a normal girl, ten years old and she began to by thirteen start she started blogging uh, and, and writing about women 's rights uh, to to education and 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 this began to pick up, and, and she began to, to speak out publicly about how she needed education, how she desired education, and how most of the two-thirds of the world's illiterate people are women. And, and they're being denied education. And she began to, to write about this, and, and uh, soon they moved. But uh, check this out. The, the Taliban... Well, see, she was 15. She was 15 years old by now, and she's on a bus. She's riding a bus. They had moved by then, and, and these masked men got on the bus, found her, and shot her point blank in the face, right, right in the head for, for standing up what she believed in. She survived it. It was amazing. They flew her to England, uh, and today... She's actually the youngest person to ever receive a Nobel Peace Prize, because she she found a purpose, and she didn't she didn't settle she didn't say oh I'm only ten years old oh I'm only thirteen years old I'm too young I'm too you know uh, my she never said my age has unqualified me my age has disqualified me for for this purpose no she saw the purpose and she began to 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 go for she believed in a purpose she believed in a purpose look god has has not your age has not disqualified you for god's purpose look god you're not unqualified because of your age Look, King David, uh, one of the, the greatest men in the Bible. The Bible actually calls him a man after God's own heart. He, when he was 15 years old, he was, he was anointed king. And then we see him as a teenager, a young boy, serving his, God, faithful, serving his father faithfully in the, in the field. He, he goes to the battlefield where Israel is fighting a battle with, with uh, uh, this army. And Goliath would come out and, and taunt the Israel, Israelite army. And they would run and sca- be scared and hide. And, and David, a young teenager, said, not today. Right? He said, not today. He said that you come out with sticks and stones and, and swords. He says, I come out with the name of Jesus. Come on now. It doesn't matter what age you are. And I'm not just talking to young people today. I'm talking to older people. I'm talking about, I don't care what age you are. It does not disqualify you for what God has called you to. God has called you for a purpose, each and every one of you. I don't, young, young kids god has called you to a purpose god has put something in your heart for purpose maybe it's maybe it's you you pass by a homeless person and and you you think man wouldn't it be great to end you know hunger or maybe it's it's you see uh underprivileged people or Whatever it is, God has put a dream in your heart. God has placed something in your heart. And God has not disqualified you because you're too young. Look, God's purpose is for uh, the 10-year-old and Jeremy being 34. God is, has, has called you. I don't care what age you are. God has called you. He has called you on purpose for purpose. Man, so many young people have, have potential in them. We see Timothy. Paul has this, this young man, Timothy, and he's saying, look, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. But check this out. He said, not only don't let anybody look down on you because you're, you're young, he said, set the example. Young kids, kids in children's church, students of urgent student ministry. Look, we need to begin to set the example. Oh, Come on now. We need to to set the tone, the excitement. We need to set the example in our faith and our speech. Come on, it's time for a generation, it's time for young people to begin to rise up and begin to say, it's okay that I'm young. It's okay that I I might not be as experienced, but, you know, that, that passion that God has given you, you need to, to develop that. You need to talk to your parents about the dreams that you have. Man, it might sound ridiculous, Malala, Malala, it, it sounded crazy that even her dad, her dad talked about, uh, when I was watching some interviews with her, and she's like, my dad told me just not to talk against the Taliban, she's like, my dad warned me not to say this while I'm blogging, but she began just to, to stand up, and, and God is using her to, to literally change the world. The youngest girl to, or the youngest person to ever receive the the greatest reward, the award there is, the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, it all started because she had a dream in her heart and a passion in her chest, and she began to to live that out. She began to blog. She began to act on it. I, I think too many times in our life, we we God will give us something, and, and we say, "Oh, that would be great. I wish I could, you know, feed the homeless. I wish I could." Do this. I wish I could do that, but I'm just too young. I don't have enough resources. This this young girl that really didn't have a platform had the internet, and she began to blog about it. These four young men that that they weren't Martin Luther King. They didn't have a big uh, march. They they were unknown, ordinary men doing extraordinary things that literally changed the world. Timothy. Paul's protégé, Timothy said, or Paul wrote to Timothy, don't let anybody look down on you because you're young. Look, young people, young at heart people that not, might not be that young numerically. God has called you. Don't let, any, don't let anybody look down on you because of your age. Never say to yourself, never buy into the lie of the enemy that, that I'm unqualified because of my age because of my experience, because of whatever it is. If God's called you to a purpose, he'll equip you. Amen? God is calling you. God is calling you to something. He's called Timothy, Paul. You know, I'm going to talk to the older people uh, real quick. Um, Where would Timothy be without Paul? Come on. Where would Malala be without her dad? Uh, where where would these these young men be without their parents? Where would where would Timothy be? Where would the Christianity be if, if Timothy didn't take the torch from Paul and run with it? Look, parents, your young people need you. Come on, your young people need you. Next Sunday night, they're gonna need a ride. <laughs> And it might not be convenient, it might not be fun to drive your student all the way home on a Sunday night to Urgent Youth Ministries and then you drive all the way back home and a couple of hours later have to drive all the way back here and then all the way back home. Come on, your young people need you. They need you to encourage them. You, they need you to, to support them. When, when your young person comes to you and says, hey, how about this? Man, uh, we need to take that in, in consideration and begin to uh, uh, develop that. We need to see our young people and see what God is placing in them. And, and God has given us the responsibility to, to develop that, to, to nurture that, and begin to grow them up. Look, parents, parents, When we're in here worshiping, uh, you know, Paul said, look, don't let anybody look down on you because you're young and set the example. But first the example they see is us. Come on. Come on. Like, I want my kids to to surpass me. But yet I need to, they're looking at me. I need to go ahead and realize that and go ahead and set the example. You know, where would Paul, where would Timothy be without Paul? It's crazy. Uh, we need to begin to develop and support our, our the next generation. Look, I believe that youth ministry saved my life, and I, you've heard me say this, and I'll I'll continue to say it. Youth ministry saved my life. Uh, children's church ministry is is stealing and, and developing your young people, your young kids, in a way that they should they they're going to grow up and not leave. You know, look, I i believe in youth ministry and i don't believe that everyone's called to youth ministry someone said amen because they were like oh teenagers you know but but god has called you to help support and i believe there's ways you can support youth ministry uh without necessarily being in the trenches i enjoy it so i love it i'm like how can you not like teenagers they're great and uh and my wife teaches high school, and, uh, and so we love teenagers, and that's that's our thing. But there's ways that you can support and, and develop and, and and not actually have to be in there if that's not what you're called to. But God has called everyone on purpose for a purpose. And if he's called you to that purpose, he, he'll equip you. As Dave comes and plays softly, um, this is what I want to do um, I want us to to have a, a time of prayer for, for the young people. And then we're going to go into baptisms. Uh, I purposely try to keep the message short today uh, so we w- wouldn't all be famished by, you know, three o'clock when we got done. Um, but uh, this is what I want to do. I want to invite all the, all the young people. If you're a kid uh, of... Of any age uh, from 5 to 18. I want to invite you to come to the front. Everyone, come to the front. If you're a kid, elementary school, you can face me. Just come to the front. We're going to pray over you. As they come, Dave's going to begin to play. Teenagers, children of all ages god has called you god has called you to something timothy or paul writes to timothy he says he says don't neglect the gift that was put into you by the laying on laying of the hands of the elders and i believe that that god has called each and one of you to do something great I believe that God has placed a passion in your heart, a dream in your heart uh, for a purpose. And I believe that you can already begin to start moving on that. I believe that, look, parents, adults, these are the next leaders of our, you know, coming up. This is our future. And I, I know there's a lot of, talk out there about millennials and, and, and how I, I'm telling you, I, I've seen our future. I, I believe it's going to be okay. I believe in these, these young people. I believe that we're going to see great things out, out of these young people. I believe that we're going to see the next David. We're going to see the next Malala. We're going to see the next four to, to begin to change a, 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 a nation. It took one day for four young men to walk into a department store to literally change a nation they didn't know it that day they didn't know that's that's what was gonna happen they might not have had a national platform like Martin Luther King they might not have had a a national platform and one uh, you know like Malala but uh, God is calling you to change your schools he's calling you to t- to, to invite to to that that word that you can speak to somebody at school telling them about the love of jesus changing your, your family dynamic i believe that god has called each and one of you guys to a purpose now this is what i want to do i want to uh invite the parents first of the children to come and uh place a hand on them and then uh after the parents come i want uh the rest of adults that want to to uh, come and, and uh, we're going to just have a time of prayer because I believe that that God is going to to move and change a a generation I believe revival is going to come through the younger people I believe that God can do great things it just takes a a a small dream in a young person's heart. The guy that, that started TVs, we have TVs everywhere now. He had a dream on a little small, uh, he, was, he was literally like 10 or 12 and on a farm and in the middle of nowhere. And he began to have a dream that about a TV. And he, he kept developing that. And later in life, he actually did it and achieved that. God's placing a dream in your heart. He's He's calling you to something greater. He's created you for a purpose on, on purpose. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you, Father God. I pray over every young person here today, Father God. God, I pray that you would begin to 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 give them a vision and a passion for your purposes in their life, Father God. We know Jeremiah writes that that uh, you have given us a purpose, God. You have you have called us to something. They that, that God you 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 are moving in our lives, God. Our life has purpose And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that, God, that that these young people would see the gift that you have given them and that they would begin to develop that and begin to live that out in their life, Father God. I pray over the moms and the dads that came up here, Father God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would begin to give them, God, guidance on how to guide their children, God, we just pray over the family units of of everyone in this church, Father God. I pray strength and unity, peace, God. I pray that you would strengthen the families of this church, God. God, the the enemy that comes to to try to, to break up the family, God, we stand against him right now in the name of Jesus. And we say no more. God, we come against divorce. We come against broken families in the name of Jesus, God. But God, I pray that you would bind us together. God, just as we have individual families, God, you have called us the body of Christ, that we are a family in Christ, Father God. I pray that you would strengthen us, God, as a church. God, that you would move in each in each individual's life, Father God, that no matter what age, how old or young, God, you have created us on purpose, for purpose, God. And that God, that nothing can unqualify us for that purpose, God. Because you have you have placed it in our hearts, you have given it, you have given us vision and passion for it, God. Let nothing stand in our in our way, God. To fulfill your purposes in our life, Father God. Your word tells us that the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. God, we thank you. God, I thank you for these young people in the name of Jesus. I thank you for these families. God, move in a special way, God. God, I pray for forgiveness to flow, for love. God, that you would place, just, you would heal wounds, God, that, that, God, that you would just strengthen families with your love, God. God, we thank you so much, God. In your holy name we pray, God, we give you all the honor and glory, and we all said, Amen, Amen.